bilious and bloated, they gas, God is gone. It's poison gas, they foul themselves, they poison rivers and skies, thistles are their cash crop. God sticks his head out of heaven. He looks around. He's looking for someone not stupid, one man, even, God expectant, just one God-ready woman. He comes up empty. A string of zeros. Useless, unshepherded sheep, taking turns pretending to be shepherd. The ninety and nine follow the one. Don't they know anything, all these predators? Don't they know they can't get away with this, treating people like a fast-food meal over which they're too busy to pray? Night is coming for them, and nightmare, a nightmare they'll never wake up from. God will make hash of these squatters, send them packing for good. Is there anyone around to save Israel? God turns life around. Turned around Jacob skips rope, turned around Israel sings laughter. The message in 1888, the German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche published his book, The Antichrist. Nietzsche used the phrase, God is dead, to express his idea that the Enlightenment, with its thorough rejection of all things subjective and intuitive, and the embrace of everything objective and observable, had eliminated the possibility of the existence of God. Nietzsche simply named what a modern progressive society had become, drained of divine mystery. He wrote, Greater than God is dead. God remains dead. And we have killed him. How shall we comfort ourselves, the murderers of all murderers? What was holiest and mightiest of all that the world has yet owned has bled to death under our knives, who will wipe this blood off us? What water is there for us to clean ourselves? What festivals of atonement, what sacred games shall we have to invent? Is not the greatness of this deed too great for us? Must we ourselves not become gods simply to appear worthy of it? Greater than. Greater than Friedrich Nietzsche. This was the 19th century equivalent of making the psalmist's observation that there is a philosophy extant which states, there is no God. He's gone. And humanity has replaced him with themselves. Unlike Nietzsche, however, the psalmist takes the perspective not of the human but of God. The Lord looks about for someone wise, someone who truly takes notice to see with spiritual eyes, hear with spiritual ears, discern a spiritual touch, smell the aroma of God, and taste that the Lord is good, rather than relying solely on the five senses. So, where is God? In the grave? No, He is risen, just as He said. Just because there seems to be an absence of good in the world, doesn't mean it isn't there, or that God is gone. Any fool can make bold proclamations when they are an epistemology all to themselves. From God's perspective, anyone can use their five physical senses. To only use them, and completely ignore other ways of knowing, is, well, plain stupid. Where is God? Not hanging out with fools, drinking cheap dandelion wine and smoking nasty and expensive cigars. Rather, the Lord is in the company of the righteous with wise persons who discern God's presence. Things are not always what they seem. Violence and oppression in the world are not signaling God is on vacation, doesn't care, or simply doesn't exist, at all. We must see beyond or through the world's crud to a divine being who is there, reachable, and very much, cares about the state of humanity. All our posturing and preening to appear we have it all together is nothing more than a poorly produced television reality show to God. So, if the Lord chooses to change the channel, it doesn't translate that He isn't viewing the screen. Only a fool believes no one is watching. If we ignore God, perhaps we shouldn't be surprised or upset when divine skittles don't come raining down from heaven for us to enjoy. Instead, we are to attend to the spiritual life. There are divine resources available if we will use them. Though they are abundant and free, we still have to ask and receive them with the humility which comes from realizing we aren't the center of the universe. Nietzsche is not exactly a person that many Christians would typically acknowledge, let alone refer to, and for good reason. And yet, 
he understood that when God is removed from societal norms, it leaves us with a nihilist worldview, the belief that nothing has an inherent importance, and that life lacks purpose. Christianity and or a focus on the spiritual life can be, and is, I believe, an antidote to the despair of meaninglessness. If God is truly the ground of moral reality and gives real shape to human purpose, then we have a way to center ourselves. Yet, if God is ignored to the point of being dead then there is nothing substantial for humanity to orient their lives around. Try as we might to create, as Nietzsche did, an Ubermensch, Superman, in the form of the radically independent and strong person to fill the enormous spiritual void of God's death, it is merely a facade covering our weakness and foolishness as creatures. I suggest we consider the psalmist as a reliable source of knowledge, that God is a force for justice and for good in the world, and that we explore what this means for us in our respective lives, families, communities, as well as in our public discourse and personal philosophy. Is God gone? Not really. We humans just tend to give Him the stiff arm. Almighty God, You called Your Church to be one, holy, universal and missional people. By Your grace You have given us new life in Jesus Christ, and by Your Spirit You have called us to proclaim His name throughout the nations. Awaken in us such a love for You and Your world that we may boldly proclaim Jesus Christ by word and deed. May all people everywhere come to know You and Christ's power to save. Amen.